0: But you are gathered around somewhere warm, uh, maybe around your fireplace, around your TV, your devices today as you gather in uh, to worship with us. And now I'm going to take time to share something with you in just a minute. I'm excited to share with you. I hope you're keeping warm and uh, we are missing you seeing your face, but I'm glad you have tuned in online today and we're going to get right to it. Kicking off a brand new series today on Valentine's Day. We're calling it This Is Love, Love. I'm so glad you're here, and today I hope you got big plans for your Valentine. Maybe make a snowman later today, or uh, just, just hang around the fire, cook dinner, but whatever. Love is in the air, it's Valentine's Day. No better time to kick off this series, This Is Love. Do, do you remember the first time you told somebody you loved them? Uh, can you remember that moment? I can remember when I told my wife for the first time that I love her. I said, baby, I love you. And she looked at me and said, now, who are you? What's your name? Uh, yeah, no, just kidding, obviously. But uh, today, do you remember that time? You kind of had those butterfly feelings when you tell somebody your significant other, you love them for the first time, those butterflies are floating around in your stomach, and we call it puppy love. We call it puppy love and it's there. Uh, But let me just say this to you that love is so much more than feelings. Love is so much more than butterflies. It's something so much more than that. Uh, True love is deeper, deeper than just feelings. True love is deeper than just feelings. Sometimes I don't feel like loving. Sometimes I don't feel like loving people. Let's be honest, sometimes I don't even feel like loving my family. But I do it. why? Because I'm, I'm called to do that. That's what love does. Love loves even when you don't feel like it. That's what true love is. You love even when you don't feel like it. I, I've looked at some of these tweets the other day. I thought they were they were good. Look at these That's some young married couples. Look at this tweet. I, I didn't even know I was the loudest cereal eater in the world until I got married and my wife was sure to point that out. Any husbands can relate to that? Say amen. Not too loud, but yeah. Okay. How about this one? Couples have an amount they can spend up to without discussion with each other. Mine's around 50 bucks and my wife is around $643 apparently. Ever been there? Yeah. I told my wife when we first got married that, you know, what hers is mine and what's mine is mine. Love. See, love has a hard time getting past those feelings. and You get to a point where you begin to open up your life and begin to share and you begin to become one. Uh, love is something that is so strong that it allows you to go beyond the feelings and even on your worst bad days that you still love through that. That's what God wants us to learn to do. See, the world loves according to feelings. If you love me, I love you. If you look like me, I love you. If you act like me, I love you. If you vote like me, I love you. If you believe like me, I love you. But that's not the way Christ's church is ordered and commanded in Scripture to love. We're called to love all. We're called to love our neighbor as ourself, and we're supposed to do it all. Of our actions, everything we do is based in love. That's not how God loved us, was it? God didn't love us based on our good days or our bad days. He loves us no matter what. He loved us enough to die for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me and you. He loves us in spite of our failures. He loves us in spite of our shortcomings. He loves us no matter what. He first loved us. Before I ever loved him, he loved me. See, I used to run from him or I ignored him. I had never acknowledged him and yet He first loved me. The Bible says he first loved us. Why were you yet sinners? Christ first loved us. And God's love, it never fails. So let's talk about this power of God's love. We're called to love even when we don't feel like it. Look at this statement. When you do what love does, you start to feel what love feels. Sometimes you just got to do the right thing and then your feelings will catch up to doing the right thing. I don't always feel like talking, speaking in love or acting in love. But when I do it because it's the right thing to do, then my feelings will oftentimes begin to come along and catch up to what I'm doing. If I went with my feelings, it would cost me a lot of pain in my life. If I went with just my feelings, it would cost me a lot of relationships destroyed. If I went with just my feelings, I would be a person who suffered much pain in my life. But I don't go with just my feelings. I go with love. Love commands us. And look at this scripture today. It's going to be the text as we go through this series. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 31, and then the beginning part of chapter 13. Now, eagerly, I desire, look, it says we desire greater gifts, And he goes, yet I will show you the most excellent way. So he's saying that this is the most excellent gifts. This is the most excellent way we should live our life. And look what it says. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. This is what scripture says to us. He says, I'm going to show you an excellent way. I'm going to show you the most excellent. It's the most excellent way for us to live our life is love. Not the best way, not just the kind of good way. It's the most excellent. The top way that we can live our life according to the way Scripture teaches us is to live it with love. So number one, write this down. we got to learn to speak with love. Speak with love. When the world hears the people in the church say the statement that God is love, what they actually hear is love is God. They take that, oh, God is love, and that means love is God. And they begin to make love their own God. They begin to make love as equal to God. We're all going to heaven Let's just love each other. And as long as I love people and as long as I do the right thing, I'll get to heaven. But that's not what scripture teaches us. The Bible says there's only one way. Narrow is that gate. It is through the, his son, Jesus Christ. That's the only way we can get to heaven. But the Bible also says that God is love. See, when when we see the statement, love is God, it becomes a culture definition. This is the way culture defines it. And it can cancel you out when they don't agree with you. It cancels out their love when you don't look like them. Culture cancels out your love when you don't agree with them, when you don't vote with them, when you don't act like them. You see, culture will do this. Their definition, love is God. And it's basically you love to the degree you're comfortable. And so if you're comfortable loving these people, then you do it. If you're not, then withhold your love. But that's not the biblical definition of love. See, when we look at the biblical definition of this statement, God is love. Scripture teaches us this statement, God is love. It becomes a biblical definition which drives me that I must respond with compassion. You and I, we can't respond the way the world responds with love. Our love must be responded out of compassion. I have to have compassion for people. It was God who had compassion on us that he sent his son Jesus. It was Jesus who died willingly for us upon the cross. He was moved with compassion. Father, forgive them. They don't, they don't understand what they do. He had compassion for us all of his life. All throughout scripture we see where Jesus had compassion on people. And it moves us. When we understand God is love, we must move with compassion. We must be compassionate people. And then it challenges me to love to a different degree. See, a biblical definition, it challenges me to to say, all right, I've gotta love my neighbor, but I also called to love my enemies. Wow, Jesus, really? It's one thing to love my neighbor and to love my family, but now you're telling me to love my enemies? Yeah. That's that's the biblical definition of love. So today, if you're a Christian, I want you to be challenged with this series of love because it's going to challenge us at the core of who we are. Do we love like God? Do we really love the way Jesus wants us to love? It should drive us to have a heart of compassion. It should drive us to speak words of love. So as we dig deeper in this, I want you to do a heart check today. As we go further in this series, I want you to be looking from the inside out. Am I a person of compassion? Am I a person who's challenged to love those who speak evil against me, who have done me wrong? Am I able to really love those people? Why is it important to learn how to speak in love? Look at this statement, we will never reach anyone with our words unless we reach them with our love first. If we don't show a heart of love, then our words will never have an impact. My words that Jesus is the way, my words that Jesus can change your life, my words that Jesus has a better answer for your life will not be heard unless people first feel that I genuinely love them, that I really, really love them. It's an important part of our testimony. When you speak out without love, the Bible says you're just a noise. We just read that scripture, it says, if you speak without love, you're like a clanging cymbal. So I got a symbol here today. And this is what the Bible says that you and I, that when we speak to people, and we don't have love in our heart, when we don't speak in love, this is the way people hear us speaking. We try to speak and all they hear is this right here. This is all they can hear is that we're trying to speak to them and this is driving them crazy. They can't get anything out of it. You see, you could not hear a thing I was saying. All you could was as annoyed by the clanging cymbal. The Bible says this is the way it is when we speak without love. We're trying to tell you Jesus loves you and all they can hear is clang. Clang, 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 hey! Jesus has got a better place for your life. There's a better way to live your life. And clang, clang, clang. Why? Because it's not based in love. But when people hear that we love them, their hearts open up. They open up, and they will receive the message, even if they don't agree with it, and maybe they're not even ready to receive it yet. But they will listen and hear you clearly when it comes from a heart of love. Let's don't be a clanging symbol. I heard this story the other day about a sister. Her name was Helen Marosla. And Sister Marosla, she was teaching ninth grade. And in her ninth grade class, she was teaching algebra, beginning algebra. And one day she came in and all the kids were struggling in algebra class. And so she said, guys, put away your homework. Take out a piece of paper And now I want you to write down something positive about each student in the class. Only positive statements, nothing negative, only positive things that you like about them or positive things you see them do. They made a list up and that, they passed it in toward the end of class and the sister took that home and she, she made a list and listed out everybody's name and beside it she put out all the good things that people said about them. The next day in class, she had it printed out, ready to give to each student. And she passed those out to each student. And that day, she saw their morale begin to change. She saw a different smile, and the stress level became down. She didn't think a lot about that letter. It was a good day for that class. But this was ninth grade. And one of the students in that class, his name was Mark. And and Mark was a a good student. This, This teacher really bonded with Mark as an educator. And many years later, they got a call, and she found out that Mark had been killed in the Vietnam War. And she went to the funeral, and she attended that funeral. And while she was attending the funeral, one of the classmates recognized her and said, hey, the family's looking for you. They want to meet you. And so after the funeral, she went to the family, and she introduced herself as one of his teachers. And their face lit up, and they said, wait, you're not going to believe this. And the mother pulled out a piece of paper that had tape all over it. And it was those words of affirmation that all those students had wrote out and she typed it out and gave it to them. That when he was killed and on him, they found those letters. They found that letter of affirmation. He kept it so dear to him. I mean, what kind of impact did those positive words have that a man would take it to him and he, he kept it folded away even while at war? And while they were talking, other students came up and said, I I still got mine. Hey, I still got mine, too. And and before you know it, all the students from that class who happened to be there that day, they all admitted they kept it. And one said, I keep it on my desk. And one said, I've got it framed in my office. Another said, I've got mine right here. here." And a lady opened up, and she pulled hers out. She carried it with her all the time. I mean, you never know the impact your positive words have on people's lives. Your words have the power for good or they have the power for bad. Speak good. Speak affirmation. Speak in love. Do what Christ has called us to do and to speak to each other in love. We're called to be encouragers. Make it a habit. I should learn to be a person who speaks in love. It should be a habit that I'm always encouraging people. Look at this. Complaining is a natural we don't have to teach people how to complain. They automatically know that, right? People automatically know how to complain. But speaking words in love, that's supernatural. And when you speak words in love, you have something supernatural that takes place. Why? Because you are operating the way God designed us to operate. When I speak a word in love, it does something supernatural in their spirit. It lifts people's hearts. It changes attitudes. It allows peace of God to rest on many people. Why? Because there's something supernatural that happens when we speak in love. It's what Jesus wants us to do. Let me give this to you. Now, number two, write this down. you got to teach with love. Look at verse two of 1 Corinthians 13. He goes, if I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and I possessed all the knowledge and if I had such faith that I could move the mountains but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. I would be nothing. See, it means nothing without love. I I can teach people about Jesus, but if I don't love people, it means nothing. I can teach others about a better way, but if I don't do it in love, it means nothing. It does nothing. It's a loud, clanging symbol. Let me say this to you. Without love, we are nothing. Without love, I am nothing. But let me tell you this also, sometimes love is tough. Tough love, right? You ever heard that statement? Tough love is necessary sometimes. There's times I had to discipline my kids growing up. And all, all of my kids, you know, once they known that they were going to get a punishment, they automatically let the tears flow daddy promise daddy you ever do that daddy please don't I promise oh no no please Jesus oh God help me don't let my dad you know they they get in trouble and they cry and they, they let the tears flow hoping I would have you know a little bit more sympathy on them when it came time for punishment but but I had one child now you see her now as a great worship leader here at the church But my youngest daughter now when she was younger, she she was so strong willed that she was never going to give you the satisfaction of of knowing that you're getting the best of her. If you punished her, she would just smile through it. Go ahead. Take it. Take my phone. Take my things. I I don't care. You know, she was always going to show you she could she could be tough. She was not going to let you see her cry. I remember one time when she was young, I, I had to punish her and I, I took some things away from her and I left the house. And when I came back home, she had wrote me a long note and she put it on my desk and right in front of my, my computer. And I said, dear dad, something like this, dear dad, I, I'm sorry, father. I'm sorry, father, that I disappointed you. I pray that you can show me the grace that you talked about last Sunday. And you can show me the grace of God and look at seeing and giving my things back to me. Of course, it made me laugh. And we talked about it. And I I was able to share a good moment. But I I still had to keep her things. Why? Because love is tough sometimes. And I I had to make sure she knew with consequences come when we break the rules. And, you know, there's a time to show grace. But sometimes you got to show people. But you know what? People will take your correction when you do it in love sometimes love is tough. If I don't teach without love, it it means nothing. If I just try to correct you, but I don't love you, it's not gonna go anywhere. But if you know I love you, it's a safe place for you to grow. We need to set boundaries for our children. We gotta set boundaries for people we, we love. We teach them what is to happen with love. Listen, sometimes you're gonna give the world your best, You're going to give the best you got, and it's not going to be good enough. It's it's never good enough, but love anyway. Love difficult people, and it'll never, for many of them, it's never going to be enough, but love anyway. Give anyway. Say nice things anyway, because this is important for us to realize. My measuring stick for love is not between you and them. The measuring stick is between you and God. See, this is where I'm called to measure love. It's between me and God. I'm not loving you because it's between you and me. No, I'm loving you because it's what God wants me to do. I'm doing the right thing, not based off of your reaction, but based off of what God did for me. That's where maturity happens. And the, the last scripture I want to read today, and we're going to close in just a second, 1 Corinthians thirteen three. If I gave everything I gave everything I have. To the poor, I even sacrificed my own body. I could boast about it all. But if I don't love others, I would have gained nothing. If I don't give, if I give without love, I'm not going to gain anything. Last week, we gave a really big offering. I can't wait to share that total with you when we're back together in person. I'm excited to share what you guys did with Convoy of Hope. But I can give an offering like that. But if I don't do it in love, I'm not going to gain anything back. I give because I want to help the children because I, I love those that God loves. I help others so that I give. I give out of love. I don't give out of duty. I give out of love. That's where the blessing flows. We learn to give out of love. I'm praying that this series begins to speak to you I'm praying that in this series that you'll begin to grow in a biblical definition of love, not just in a cultural definition. See, love is much more than butterflies, much more than a feeling. Love acts when you don't want to act. Love loves and does the right thing. Even when nobody's watching, love does the right thing. Love even does kind things to your enemies. Love pushes you. It's going to challenge you. It's going to stretch you. I hope you're ready to grow during this series.